Yo, what up? This is Myron, and you are listening to episode 27 of the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast, the alternative underground secret society back alley underbelly speakeasy dive bar style podcast, a fan podcast of and about the Seattle Mariners. And listen, here on episode 27, we're going to get right into it. This is our trade deadline weekend edition. That's right. We're going into the last weekend of the season before the trade deadline. So this is your complete guide to the trade deadline. According to us here at the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast, listen, we've seen what's out there. We've read all the articles. Let us be your filter on what's going on. At the start of this episode, we are talking about Otani. We are talking about Juan Soto. We are talking about the trades that are kind of the headlines that, you know, the experts think that are that are happening. And then again, we will go to the real experts, the people in the fan groups, and see what they got to say, see what their overreactions on some of these trades are are happening. Of course, people are fighting with each other. It's a lot of fun. People are ripping each other's heads up, eating their own tails. We love it. A lot of excitement around the Mariners. There's also some freaking out going on, in particular with how we have not been successful against the Houston Astros since after the All-Star break, the time of this recording. We have not won a game against them, and we have the Yankees uh, to attend with here in the next couple of weeks. It's going to be a rough ride right now. We're going to talk about that really quickly. Before I shut up and get out of the way, just want to thank you again for liking, subscribing, and downloading these episodes. It really means a lot to us. It really helps us out when you download them and when you share you know, the message of the Rye Bread and Mustard podcast to your other Mariner fans. We really, really appreciate it. We know last episode that we uploaded an episode and there were some errors with it. It cut off. Thank you for getting at us at our social medias, and letting us know that that happened. We appreciate it. Also, you can email us at ryebreadandmustardpodcast at gmail.com. Reach out to us and say whatever you got to say. And again, I love five-tool baseball players. But you know what I love more? Five-star reviews. So if you think we are worthy of a five-star review, hit that five-star review. All right, sit back, relax, do whatever you got to do to this episode. It is episode 27. This is your complete guide to the trade deadline. It starts about right now. Hey, happy to have you back. Everybody thought maybe uh, I, I traded you. <laughs> yeah, Vlad's a good dude. I like his uh, fandom for the Yankees. He's a he's a true baseball fan. Yeah, and and I have to agree with him about the whole point of just we got to go out and get somebody and I know that I have said and I've been on record of going oh I don't want to lose these guys and I don't want to lose this I just want to be more on the level with the Houston Astros and the New York Yankees this season that's kind of like how I feel right now who do we give up and how does this happen I don't know that's that's Everybody's got some sort of idea of how that's supposed to happen. And now, besides Juan Soto being out there, there's Otani news. And this is for real, right? Yeah. I heard uh, MLB tonight talking about it, going over deals, what the M's would give up for him, what the Braves, a bunch of teams. That was rather interesting. But yeah, I guess he's available. So 
it's hard to believe that he would uh, get traded within the division, but you never know. He might try to have some power and say he just wants to stay on the West Coast, you know, and I wouldn't think the Angels would want to trade him trade him to the neighbors across the street to the Dodgers either. So there's a lot about that that could be talked about. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's talk about it right now. Let's talk about Otani. Yes, you wouldn't want to see him if you're an Angels fan in your division, but we have seen a lot of division trades. If you were giving up Otani to the Mariners, you'd basically be saying like, hey, we're looking three years down the road right now. Yeah, exactly, especially with the uh, news coming out of Trout's uh, somehow back problem. And, yeah, three years down the road, that's for sure. I mean, they want at least the first four prospects in every organization. So, yeah, those none of those guys in our organization are ready. So, yeah, it'd be some time away before they reap the rewards of them, that's for sure. And I feel like that's a fair asking price for him. Oh, yeah, I mean, all-star pitcher. All-star hitter, is pretty incredible player. He'd be a heck, he'd be a, a heck of a acquisition by the Mariners. I, if I, if it happened, I'd be shocked, but I'd be very happy. I would be too. I mean, he's literally the answer to everything that you need. You need another starter, check. You need somebody to mash the fucking ball, check. You need somebody <laughs> that's a face of baseball to get everybody looking over here and taking you serious. Check. Yeah, I mean, he has a entourage of media. We have the All-Star Game coming up here next year. You know, that's a big deal. Their mems are going to want to promote that and everything. I mean, it sounds like the right deal, but I don't know if they can pull it off. Yeah, I don't know if the Angels are going to let us pull it off, especially because we just got in a fight with them, too. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't think that, I don't think that so fucking wanna- helps. Yeah, you want to send him some seeds on the backhand or something? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> yeah. It's, I, yeah, you don't just, I mean, this would be very WWE if we just got in a fight and then we just did a deal together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. That would be awesome to be sitting in T Mobile Park against the Angels and them coming in with their shitty record and us will probably still I still think be a you know a good handful or more games over 500 at the time hopefully still holding on to a wild card spot they're looking up the hill at us and we have Otani you know dressed up in the in the white and the and the blue tops of the Mariners yeah well all the fans are wearing their double wink shirts flipping them off mad at Nevin yeah that would be incredible yeah, and uh, what else would be just awesome about about Otani is, you know, all the reports say that he was literally walking down the aisle with the Mariners a few years ago when he was deciding where he was going to go. So he's like the one that definitely got away, right? Yeah, you're right. Um, he sure is. And like you said, besides a pitcher, we obviously need a hitter. Um, to add to our team if we're going to make a a good run here towards the postseason. The World Series, where a pitch is not just a pitch, it's a World Series pitch. Where a hit is not just a hit, it's a World Series hit. 
A win is not just a win, it's a World Series win. Now you've got a chance to win a trip to the 1984 World Series by entering Major League Baseball's Grand Slam sweepstakes at all Major League ballparks and participating retailers. Baseball favor, catch it! The preceding message was furnished by Major League Baseball. So if I guess now, wouldn't you say Otani is the 1A uh, player that's out there with the trade rumor in the trade rumor mill? Yeah, over Soto. Yeah, I would I would rank Otani as more of a need for the Mariners over Soto. Um, you know, some people would say that the Mariners need, you know, both a high-end pitcher and a good batter. So he obviously takes care of that there. Some people are saying if you get a Soto, you're still not, you're still more than one player away. So I understand that too, but... It's hard to say, but from my opinion, I would rather have Otani over Soto, but both would be great um, additions to this team. Yeah, and with Soto, like, he's 23, right? So he's the same age as Jared Kelnick. And how much stock and how much hope have we put into, like, Jared Kelnick? Yeah, I mean, they're not even in the same breath. I mean, one's a high prospect in Kelnick, and one was and turned and is actually not even a prospect, was a phenom coming out. And he came out early, made the big leagues early, and has just taken off and has now become a superstar of face of baseball. Yeah, a great left-handed bat. You know, obviously T-Mobile is dying for a left-handed bat like that, but so is Otani. And Ota- I've seen some Otani bombs at T-Mobile that I think, he, honestly, like we said, he he would fix every need. He would check every box. I don't know offhand what Otani's contract looks like right now. How much control do you have over that contract? What's left on it? I know with Soto, you get the rest of this year and you get two more years. Do you know what Otani's is? I can't be specific and know I'm totally right, but I'm guessing he's a free agent at the end of year 24, 2024. That's what I heard. So him and Soto are very similar. They're, They're... going to get the next two seasons and then they would be gone. But if you had one of these two and, you know, you're possibly playing late into the postseason, maybe even to the World Series, and you have these guys, like like Vlad was saying on on the podcast uh, yesterday, he's just like, you know, yeah, on paper, it's like, wow, you give up these four or five guys, you know, two or three of them are going to be busts usually or they don't make it. And... Also, like, if it's three years down the road, then by the time this guy's contract's done, they'll maybe be blossoming by then. And maybe there's one of them that turns into something big. But like he said, whoever we trade, he'd be. I, I believe in this. He said, if you got one of these guys, you wouldn't even care who you traded if they ended up on your team. Yeah, and like you said, it's such a great point about in two years, if you were to lose them the free agency you would be able to recoup that with the players you drafted over the last couple of years I mean he's exactly right and that's exactly what Jerry DePoto seems to want is controllable players whether it be um, another pitcher not quite the caliber of, or player of Otani and if he's not quite the uh, caliber of Otani and Soto he always is looking for controllable players you know you'll have to give up a little bit more and with giving up the high end of our farm system 
yeah, you got to have some guys for a couple of years and be controllable. So it all makes sense. Um, I, it's when you definitely put it like you said and what Vlad said, it's, it's a no brainer. If you have the opportunity to do it, you've got to do it. And to add to that point we were talking about too, is you also have the concern of who the hell's going to get him. He was saying Steinbrenner used to go out and just try to get guys just to block him from Boston or whoever was, you know, dealing with them back then, you know, getting guys that he didn't want the competition to have. I've done that in fantasy, playing fantasy sports, but I, I'm sure that's something that goes into consideration. No, I agree with that. I mean, I think the Yankees, Yankees have totally changed since Hal has now taken over. I don't think he's anything like his dad where he would do that. They think differently. Hal's more analytically driven and thinks that way. At least that's what I've read. It'd be interesting to hear what Vlad says. But, uh, yeah, you just I don't consider the Mariners at this point going out and trying to blo- get somebody to block another team. But, yeah, if, if, if you have the prospects up against Houston – and you're pretty close, yeah, I'm sure you might want to uh, kick in maybe another guy just to make sure that deal happens so you're not playing against them for the next few years. Yeah, that's what I I was saying. That's what I'm I'm saying. I mean, it sucks. Like, Verlander's a perfect example of that, right? Verlander gets added to an already really good Astros team. And and look, tonight the Mariners are going up against Verlander, and this is going to be the sixth time just this season we're seeing them. So, I mean, yes. And we know what somebody like Trout's done to us, right? What, 52, 53 home runs? <laughs> you know, I definitely don't want to see Juan Soto in the American League West. And, yeah, it would be, as far as a baseball fan and a novelty and just the awe of me living here in Southern California not being able to see Otani at, at Anaheim, it would it would suck. But if he was to go to an NL team, an NL East team, or somewhere far away, you know, as a Mariners fan, that wouldn't hurt me. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, it's like I said earlier, it's hard for me. I know when he was put out for um, kind of like the auction or whatever that word is, I can't think of it right now, to get into MLB, he specifically wanted to be on the West Coast. So I feel like that might still be the be the feeling with him, but I'm not sure. So it's hard to say, but yeah. I'm with you and your feelings about uh, not having him go to a AL West rival. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. I want to see the ants. The Mariners are playing hardball. Did it again and again and again. Did it again. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight. In the kingdom. Yeah, like I don't want obviously Houston to get either of these two. I don't want to see Soto either in there. And then after these two, like we let's just call them one A and one B. After that, what do you think is the most realistic trade you can see happening for the Mariners right now besides these two? Um, you know, the Mariners, Jeff Passan and all these experts and stuff, all saying the Mariners are in on pitching more than hitting. So it's uh, pretty Montauk for Oakland. It's um, that Struble for Detroit, that left-hander that pitched here at Seattle U. 
and also the uh, Reds pitcher um, Castillo. Castillo, correct. Yeah, and all of these people are, you know, we're going to have to give something up for it, which is, which I feel like the Yankees were so, so good and so stealth about getting Adam Benintendi because they didn't really give up much. And I feel like two, three weeks ago, he was one of these guys that was probably the top of the available free agents that would make a good fit for a lot of teams. But you know, given what's happened in the last couple of weeks, he was kind of an afterthought. And then just seemed like the Yankees just snuck on in there and got him. Yeah. I mean, they had to with how Gallo has been performing and, and not doing anything for them and what they expected. Yeah. They had to go get another hitter. Plus he's a nice quality hitter with a high average that they really need for to get on base with their big boppers, you know, coming up behind them. So uh, it's a good move by them. For sure. Yeah, and they look at a team like Houston, just like we do, of going like, that's the team for them to beat. Don't settle for anything less than the best in the West, where you'll find trucks, trucks, and more trucks on River Road in Puyallup. And tell them the bone sent you. Let's talk about like some of the things that realistically we're going to have to give up. Okay, so... I, I I just I don't know if you read the uh, Ryan Divish article about you know what his article that's called who the Mariners might be willing to trade as the deadline approaches. Yeah, yeah I saw that, but I didn't get a chance to read it. But yeah, tell me about it. So in, in a nutshell, he basically goes down a lot of the the big conversation pieces, and let's just start with the big one. It's the automatic hang up if they ask is what he calls it. Julio Rodriguez. Julio Rodriguez. <laughs> It says, yeah, quote, he says, he goes on to say, it's unlikely anyone would ever bring up the rookie center fielder's name in a conversation. They know what he's done in his first MLB season, what he means to the Mariners and their fans, and what will be moving, moving forward. The Mariners fan base would turn into Lord of the Flies if they were, if this was even rumored from happening. Definitely. I, I definitely agree with this. His next tier, he said, they would listen, but it better be worth it, guy. And that's Logan Gilbert. So and she, he's the only one on that next tier. On this next tier, this is the let's they'd listen, but it better be worth it. And Logan Gilbert, he says here, you know, obviously looks like the stalwart in the Mariners rotation for years to come. Coming into today's game, he's only had 44 career starts, so today was 45. Uh, he had a 16-9 record, which remains the same. His ERA is just about the same as it went in today, 3.7. I think maybe it's 3.8. Uh, and he's 4.4 on Fangraph's war. And, you know, he struck out a lot of guys. Um, you know, not too many walks. And, you know, he has this competitive nature that the Mariners like and his desire to use the data and the new way of thinking um, and mechanics, uh, you know, goes hand in hand with his work ethic. Yeah, we all have seen Logan, you know, mature before our, our very eyes. And that one would hurt. But again, if that's in a, you know, Juan Soto thing, that might be the, you know, immediate or closer impact player that they're looking for. Yeah, you're right. I mean, in a way, it's kind of Rob Peter to pay Paul. You know, you lose that high-end, you know, top of the rotation guy, but in an in reality, you get back an all-star 
hitter. So it just all depends on how you look at it, you know, and it might weaken our pitching staff. Well, obviously it would, but you have to have other guys step up and kind of fill the spot that we don't even have right now. So it's, I understand where he's saying that he would put Logan in that category. Yeah. And they also have George Kirby, but they also mentioned here, you know, he's had arm fatigue in the last two years and they kind of rate him going off of Divish's article as, you know, not as strong as Gilbert. So he's somebody else that I know it would hurt, but what do you think about that? Yeah, it almost seems that he would have to be in a trade for uh, at least Soto. You know, he's been mentioned, you know, that what's nice about the A's, what so-called what they want is just our top four prospects. I'm sure it's got to be more than that. But starting there, you might not lose those major league starters already. Yeah, and they also have Cal Raleigh on this. You know, that would be tough. Uh, you know, we we gave up Zanino a few years ago, a little prematurely, and that, that hurt. And I think this is, you know, a similar situation right here where you have a rising uh, star catcher. And, you know, he's grown up around baseball. He's a switch hitter. And, you know, he just seems like that franchise catcher. I mean, he's tied – He's tied with the uh, league leaders and catchers for most home runs with like a hundred less at bats. Uh, that would be very tough. Again, that would have to be in a Otani or Juan Soto situation. I think is just about the only way I'm giving up probably the rally or the before it mentioned. Yeah. And I mean, you know how we are as Mariner fans right now, when he has a day off, we know that it's a huge hole behind the plate and in the lineup, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, that, that would, that one would sting. I don't see it happening, but I see why Ryan wrote about it like that. Yeah. And then again, they have Edwin Arroyo and Harry Ford, you know, our top prospects and he has it in the, it would hurt, but if it's the right player in return, those ones, I'm not so like, gun shy about sending because of these guys as, as the way they have it here, these guys aren't going to be impact players for another three to four years. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mean, I've never, I'm sure you have any that we, both of us have never seen him play. We know as you move through the ranks of the major of the farm system, you know, you can hit snags and stuff like that and maybe not even fully develop and turn out into a big leaguer. I mean, it's so incredibly hard to get to the big leagues. Look at Kelnick. He was a can't-miss guy. Hits, hits, hits everywhere he's been. But, you know, he came up to the major leagues and he hardly hit. So it's – it's. but like you said, you got you to gotta trade people to get people in return. Yeah, and probably the most realistic people that you're going to see probably go is probably this next list that he has on there. It's called giving up talent to get talent back is what he calls it. But he's obviously he's got Kelnick, he's got Emerson Hancock, Valley Marte, and Matt Brash. And none of those people on that list to me right now jumps out at me as like a we cannot move this person. No, I would agree with that. I mean, in some, it all depends on the trade for me. I mean, I can't, let's say a Kelnick on that here. I, I'm a Kelnick guy. I like him. Uh, don't know how he's going to turn out, but I could also, it depends on the trade if I would like it or not, but I could also see it hurting us and him turning to an Adam Jones kind of trade where it really stings. So it depends on what kind of player we get back. 
how long we get him, you know, is he not just a rental player type of thing. So that's kind of where I am at with, with that. Well, essentially with Kelnick, you'd, he would be part of a Juan Soto trade, I'm sure, or a uh, Angels trade because you would, you know, want some depth back in, you know, for one, a, a left-hander and, and an outfielder. And he seems like he's turning into a plus outfielder, especially with the arm. Yeah, you're right. He is a great uh, a great defensive outfielder from what we saw up here in the big leagues and what he's shown down in the minor leagues. And right, and with that situation right there, I I totally agree with you. You have to you have to give him away as part of the uh, trade. I mean, it may it makes too much sense not to for a player of that caliber in return. Yeah, and Matt Brash is uh, an interesting one. Like, according to this article by Divish, he feels like you know uh, Brash being out in the bullpen now kind of, you know, diminished his, his, his stock, but also you never know if a team sees something in him that's like, Hey, no, he's a starter. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, he was just a starter. They just moved to the bullpen. If an organization wants to flip him back, it's probably a real easy transition or use him the rest of this year as a reliever. And then next year, start him out as preparing him to be a starter again. So yeah, that makes total sense. And I, I, he's got such electric stuff and wipe out stuff. He just needs to be able to command his stuff better. And that will make him just an elite pitcher. So I agree with you. He's definitely a player that could go. Yeah. And then, and then again, Marte, you know, this is still a couple of years away and we have JP Crawford. They actually don't think he's going to be a shortstop. Yeah. They kind of think him maybe is changing positions over to third, correct? Second or third, I believe. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, he's more known for his hitting from what I've read. And, you know, if if you're not going to not give away somebody if you've got a chance to uh, make your ball club better right now and then obviously make the playoffs and make a run into it. So, yeah, he's a few years away. So it makes sense to, yeah, it'll hurt because he's one of your top prospects, but you got to give something to get something good in return to help you win. And I feel like maybe one of their best chips that they have here is Emerson Hancock to give away because, look, at one point he was ranked higher than Kirby and Gilbert, and, you know, he's had had some injury issues. This year he seems like he's putting it together. He just, you know, I think got the most publicity for, you know, being in this futures game, and, you know, he strikes out the side. I think his stock is back up. I definitely think this is a guy that – is no longer Mariner in the Mariners organization by next week. I, I really do. Yeah. And you know, for all the criticism that the Mariners have gotten the last two years and even farther back about not being able to develop any guys in the minors, you know, of late they have shown that they've been able to develop pitchers. So, you know, that that's a plus benefit to him as well. You know, with all the guys that we have gotten in our rotation now and more in the minors like him down um, in the minors, you could definitely uh, trade away a guy like that, and he has a lot of stock, like you said. Tony, you're hitting every fastball. Throw something else. Try a changeup. That's it. Cool. Winners play smart and eat smart, like this complete breakfast, including Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. There's one. You'll show them you're a tiger. Show what you can do. Taste of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes. Brings out the tiger. And you. Now, in special boxes of Kellogg's Frosted Flakes, a great action mini poster of Nolan Ryan, Reggie Jackson, 
Or me, Ken Griffey Jr. I'm the good looking one. We went through like our farm system. You know, a lot of these guys, like we've said that we've mentioned, are a few years away. We don't know if they're going to pan out or they're not. And like Vlad says, they're not all going to pan out. That's just the reality of it. And unless no doubt, yeah. Unless it's a very rare, rare thing. And you know, he brought up his examples of like, you know, what the what, what the uh, Yankees look like in 2017, 2018. And he was like, you know, we could have got anybody for Sanchez at that point and they didn't you know they ended up you know trading him over to Minnesota and getting Donalds and stuff like that but he was like talking about how they were able to probably get the world for him at that point and we really have to keep that in mind I'm sure Jerry DePoto and all those guys keep that in mind but like some of these guys you know they have this hype and 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 maybe you know Kelnick's stock has risen back up being down in the minors I I, you got to move these guys and get you know a impact player that also you can try to re-sign and, you know, build a team around him and Julio and, you know, keep adding these pieces. Yeah, I agree with that. And especially with the way it seems that the Mariners are unable to get free agents signed to Seattle. Yeah, you got to acquire guys by trade. And so that's another way of doing that to make your team better. I agree with that totally. Yeah, and it kind of seems like we're more attractive at this time of the season versus, you know, when it's freezing cold in the winter at the winter meetings and you're like, do you want to come to Seattle? I'm like, hell no. You know what I mean? But it's it's summertime. It's Seattle. We're in a pennant race. We're in a wild card race. It seems like a fun place to play. You know, they're young, they're building. So I feel like, yes, like Jerry DePoto was saying on the Jerry DePoto show, and we just know as baseball fans, you are paying this season tax at the at the deadline, especially with the extra wild card spot. Oh, I agree with that. Totally, yeah. I mean, it's not the exact great greatest time as far as getting a guy maybe at a little, a little lesser value, but, you know, also you're winning now. You're trying to push to the playoffs, which you haven't in 20 years, and you want to show that you're committed. And you got the All-Star game coming up here next year. I keep bringing that up because I really think that's a big deal with the it Mariners. Is. It is, especially, you know? especially with, you know, the, the shareholders or the owners or whatever, or, you know, like they're, they're looking f- – you know, at the bottom line, right? Like they're like, they want to get somebody back that they can market, that they can sell tickets, they can sell advertising, they can sell jerseys. Oh yeah. I mean, we've been fans enough to know that they care more about the bottom line than the team at times. At least we feel that <laughs> way, you know? So it's just the way it goes. Get ready to play hardball in the kingdom. Take me to the ball game. Princess Tours, the vacation company, brings you the best show in baseball when the San Diego Chicken plays hardball with the Seattle Mariners and the Baltimore Orioles tonight in the Kingdom. So as 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 far as guys on the actual roster actually in the dugout, whether they're on the injured list or they just came back from the injured list or they've just been a big part of our team outside of Logan outside of Kirby who else are the pieces that you could you could see being part of some big mega deal I mean the name that I always see on the list is Kyle Lewis because he's still young 
he's um, is now not injured, even though he looks like it. So it's hard for me to believe that someone would really want him, especially seeing him kind of run the outfield. I haven't seen him that much, but he doesn't look like the same player. But that's the name that I always see the uh, national guys bring up is Kyle Lewis. Yeah, and I've also seen Taylor Trammell. I've heard some Taylor Trammell, uh, you know, talk. And Taylor Trammell is a guy, like, as far as the Mariners are, are, are concerned, he's part of a logjam, right? He's a part of a logjam up here, part of a logjam down there. I also could see some use or some want for a guy like Haggerty. Yeah, it's. I mean, I totally agree with you with um, with Trammell. You know, he came up not so hot. He got sent back down last year. He came back up this year, really took off and got hurt. But he looks like he's really improved. So I agree with you. Still young. Scott got time to develop. He looks like a guy that could um, get you a nice play in return with Haggerty. I'm 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 not. I know he's a good player. I know he's a spark plug guy. I know he helps you win games, but. I don't see him as being a guy that can get you something, get you something, get you something. I think his stock is up from, you know, what maybe it was in the minors. I've never really seen that guy in the like top prospect list, but what he's done has been pretty, you know, remarkable. And, you know, I don't know if there's a team that's, that would be a fit, but you know, like I could see him being like one of those annoying guys that like Texas gets or Anaheim gets that just, you know, or Oakland that just, you know, it's just a pain in the ass out there, but you don't think his value is too big in, in the trade market. I don't. And why is that? Uh, yeah. Most of the teams that are trading away players, as you know, are trading away players that, um, they want players in return that are young and up and coming. And even though Haggerty kind of fits that, I don't see his ceiling getting that much more higher than it already is. Yeah, I hear you on that. And But, I mean, if you can throw him in, in, in a deal, you, you do it. Same thing with Toro. Yeah, you would throw him in on a deal if someone asked about him, of course. And, for, and Toro especially, since he is, you know, hasn't really – um, improve like he kind of was projected to at least this year but he's got some skill to him because he can play multiple infield positions switch hit is average doesn't show that well this year so yeah that would be a huge deal if we could throw him in on a trade in my opinion hey Richie there's a couple guys here to see you hey, what can I do for you guys your name Zisk yeah that's right who are you guys we're uh, from Chicago yeah, I noticed your uh, white socks. Uh, what do you want? We understand you're pretty good with a bat. Yeah, I uh, do okay. How about maybe tonight you strike out a few times? You know, maybe uh, pop up. What do you say? Oh, I'm sorry, gentlemen. I couldn't possibly do that. I'm a mariner. And let's not throw out the window that we could be shocked during this, too. You know, like, just like, whoa, we didn't see this happening. And why absolutely why I bring that up is I'm going to go to another tier of players on the team, a group of people that I go, hmm, th- this would be crazy, not crazy, but just I I don't I wouldn't be thinking this would happen, but I could see possibly you know packaging something with a winker or 
Frazier or even Suarez. I mean, yeah, we traded for him. We got him. That doesn't mean like we're committed to them for a long time. I know some they all have a little bit of control and over them, and uh, except for uh, Frazier, who's a free agent at the end of the year. But honestly, out of those three players, Frazier is probably trending up the most out of all of them currently. Yeah, I guess I would say I can see what you're saying. I don't think that could happen, but you never know. They can get thrown in on a deal um, to make something work out. Like you said, Suarez makes the most money at 11, and I think Winker's at 7 with a year or two remaining, and so does Suarez. So it just depends. Like I said, it's mostly what teams want to get is young players that aren't proven but you know there could be a deal where you could put a winker i mean that'd be awesome he has not proven to be the player that he was in cincy over here quite yet so yeah it could happen and i'd love to comment about i'd love to comment about winker but i look i've made a promise that i'm not going to say anything unless it's positive he's just but you know i guess i could just say he's not as hot as he was coming out of that fight coming back um, but also, yes, he, he hasn't, uh, you know, lived up to what we thought he was going to be. And if you are bringing over a Soto, possibly, or an Otani, you know, if we're being really wishfully thinking here, you know, that's going to be a crowded outfield and somebody's going to have to go. No, I agree. I mean, as a Mariner fan, all I want them to do is improve the team. Yeah, it's rough when you lose a winker guy, you come you become kind of close to and a fan favorite of, you know, he's a locker room guy, but if you can improve the team, you do it. Absolutely. And, you know, we're going to see what's going to happen this weekend, but as of right now, I mean, if you really love this group and uh, you really love these guys, you know, I don't know, take a screenshot of the games and stuff. Cause it's going to look, I think quite different in a few days, which is very strange. Uh, you know, considering that this team has built so much chemistry together, which was the same thing that happened last year, but I, we're just in a different position. We're, we're at a different age of maturity of where, you know, there's going to be some, you know, guys that go that, you know, they're going to be tearing up in the locker room, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean, they are a close group. You can tell they play for each other. They play hard. They care about each other. Yeah, I mean, last year, that was a that was a shocker, like you said earlier. Nobody really saw that coming. Maybe we could get something like that. But, you know, maybe also Jerry thought it affected him after the trade last year. Maybe not. Maybe he's just a cold-blooded trader and doesn't really care. They're just pawns <laughs> on the chessboard. Who knows, you know? Well, we're going to find out. And, you know, we're going to do at least one more of these episodes where we're pondering and uh, then we'll probably be doing a follow-up on it next week. But that's about all I really have to say on this trade, you know, on this trade deadline portion of the show because we really don't know. We really don't know. And usually uh, a lot of the things that happened come out of nowhere. I mean, Robbie Ray just signing him in the offseason. We came out of nowhere. We were all on all these other guys. It didn't happen. So, you know, always expect the unexpected, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, we were all mad at the Mariners during the offseason. They haven't got anybody, like you said. Robbie Ray popped up. Then we're still mad. We don't have any batters. Then Winker and Suarez show up. So, I mean, it's it's the life of the unexpected coming the next four to five days. 
Right. And going back really quickly on the, on the Frazier thing, I had him in that list with, with Suarez and uh, Winker. And, you know, Frazier is playing his best baseball right now. So I'm also in this thing of like, hey, if he's going to get hot right now, this is what we traded for. This is what we actually wanted to get last year. So why fuck with that now? Yeah, especially, you're right. I mean, yeah, especially your team's not going to win or lose by your second baseman right now. That's not the big. That's not the big thing. You're going to win or you're going to lose with not having enough power and hitting in your outfield and your power positions and on the mound. Yeah, you're right. I mean, oh, as Mariners fans and me and you especially as well, we just want to improve the team any way we can because the the main goal is to get to the playoffs and win the damn thing. Fuck yeah. I have a little project. Well, once again, Edgar Martinez is using Eagle Hardware's incredible selection of brand name power tools for his latest project. And uh, here's a surprise. Uh, for once, it's not a bat. Oh, it is a bat. It's a light bat. Eagle Hardware and Garden. More of everything. We've talked about the trades. We've talked about what the Mariners could and should look like you know after this stretch but we're not the experts right no we're just fans like everybody else yeah but we're not the experts we're not like the experts that are on facebook especially on these facebook community groups that's where the experts are chris so what i'm gonna do right now i'm just gonna pull some up uh i mean i read a couple of these uh and i just thought they were funny i know that you don't have Facebook, so you, you haven't heard any of these. I'm going to read you um, some reactions and some uh, some reactions that are going on just to see, see what you think or maybe get a good laugh, so, out, get a good laugh out of it. So you're telling me, telling me what I'm missing out on. I got it. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, <laughs> here's the reaction. So obviously in game one, Cal Raleigh made the last out in the game, right? And, got, you know, he had a... He had a pass ball. He had, you know, he didn't have his best game, but he just won you an entire game the other day. We obviously He's literally the best catcher in the American League offensively, yeah. Right now, so yeah, uh, somebody on here it says Johnny Glover says, and this is seven minutes ago, so this is fresh. It says, no doubt, Big Cal Raleigh is just not one of the game's best catchers this season, but in my eyes, he's the best catcher in the majors this season. He's our starting catcher, but of course he needs his off days. Can we all agree that in one area in this team needs to improvement and upgrade is a backup catcher? We didn't talk about this. Luis Torrens is just not getting it done this season, and with Murph out for the year, I think this team could really benefit by adding a quality backup catcher. No doubt. I think he's right. I mean, you know how many home runs Torrens had last year? Like 16, didn't he? 15, 16? Yeah, I think it was 15, yeah. I mean, and he's shown nothing this year. You know, maybe he could get hot, but nobody has faith in him. So if we can improve that, why not? I agree with the guy. Oh, here's one from today's game. You want you want, you want want one just getting out there. This is something that we brought up, but, uh, you know, we got to keep the team accountable. Is nobody going to – Andy Sparks – says, is nobody going to comment about Ty France getting a mere single after skying one off the scoreboard? He should have been at least at second. Then, no double play. We probably would at least have got a run, and the uh, tempo of the game changes. I love Ty France, but that was inexcusable. 
I understand that from that guy's perspective. Uh, I get that way sometimes too, but it's funny. A reporter asked Scott Service this exact same question after the game on the post-game show, and Scott Service, uh, Scott Service kind of um, made it sound like it, he didn't notice anything to be out of the ordinary, but he still would have to look at it to refresh his mind and see if there was an issue with that. So that was kind of a non-answer by Scott. So maybe he's protecting him. Maybe this guy is right in writing this. So basically we got no answer out of Scott service. Right. So here's a trade hypothetical. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. So here's a, here's a trade hypothetical that's on here. Shohei Otani Mariners get Shohei Otani. They give up Emerson Hancock, George Kirby, Harry Ford, Bell Marte and Kyle Lewis. Do you do it, Hanno? Yes, I do. Okay, moving on. I think that was that was a, that was a do you? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> okay. no fucking no shit. How about the? I'm sorry, I should ask you. What was your opinion of the Ty Prince? You thought he should have been on second. Correct? I do. I feel like you got to get out of the box and pick up a pick up a base coach especially deep into the game in a tie game. I think you got to get out. I know he couldn't figure out where it went and he thought it was going foul. We saw that on the zoomed in, uh, you know, production. You could, when they zoomed in on him standing over at first base and I heard, I believe he mouthed. I thought that was going foul, but yeah, you got to know the situation, but everybody can't be perfect. And you know what? I'm not, I'm not going to bag on Ty France. He's a pretty smart baseball player besides being very talented. Here we go. You want to get into some crazy stuff? We got Travis J. Clark saying, man, Winker is dog water this year. Can't get a hit, let alone with runners in scoring positions. Mariners still leading the league with leaving runners stranded. Let's go. Need to take this series against the Astros. They've been embarrassing us all season. Well, I don't know if they've been embarrassing us all season, but yeah, they've been embarrassing us this last week. Well, I'll take this this way. I agree with um, we're not hitting in runners in scoring position. It'd be so nice with the bases loaded for us to clear them. I think the last time that happened might have been when you were down in San Diego and we got on that streak and Cal Raleigh cleared the bases. As far as Winker, yeah, he has not been doing well lately. He's like five for his last 36 or something. And we thought he snapped out of a streak. Now he's absolutely back into a streak that's four. So, and even the routine plays at times he makes look difficult. I like him. I'm still pulling for him. I know he's a clubhouse guy. I like him. So, but yeah, he's, it's, something's got to get figured out. Yeah. And you said it right there. Winker's hitting 164 in the last 15 games. I know a lot of people, we were talking about second base. It's like uh, somebody makes a perfect, uh, Doug Duggins makes a good uh, observation here with, bringing up that he's hitting 164, and Frazier is hitting 333 in the last 15, you know, but... Yeah, and on the other hand, I mean, they're baseball players. They go through peaks and valleys, but, it I mean, Winker's valleys have been a little longer this year, but hopefully he can snap out of his, you know, maybe he wins a, a game in the playoffs or to get to the playoffs. You just never know, so... But I understand the frustration. Here's another mock trade. You want to hear another mock trade for Soto this time? Conspiracy series. Dante Martinez posted this on the Real Seattle Mariners fans. It says, conspiracy theories. This would be very interesting. 
Mariners receive Juan Soto. National, this looks a little bit different, but similar. It says George Kirby, Jared Kelnick, Novelli Marte, Harry Ford, and Emerson Hancock for Juan Soto. That's really giving up a lot. Well, it is. If you were putting Otani on the other side, you're like, look, you again, we're checking two, we're checking multiple boxes with him, right? But yeah. Juan Soto still also is like a you know a very rare player that's already proven and very young. But yeah, Did that is a haul. It is. You said Logan and Kirby, correct? It would be no. I didn't. There's no Logan. This is a Kirby, Kelnick, Marte, Ford, and Hancock prospect. So five guys for Juan Soto, which only one of them is on your major league roster. One has come up and, you know, Kelnick, we know his story. And the other three are, uh, you know, a few, two of the three are multiple years away and maybe Hancock's, you know, next year. But so you're, you're giving up one current major league player, one that seems like it needs to shit or get off the pot ready, and then a pitcher that's going to be, you know. So, I mean, this package is kind of realistic because you're, if you're looking from the national side, you you are getting two to two, possibly three players that are ready to be on a major league roster right now, and you're getting two that you can develop. No, you're you're exactly right. It's very realistic, and that's what happens. You got to pay something to get something. So it could happen. Hopefully, then we could make a deal to get another pitcher to replace Kirby. So, but you're right. It could very well happen. Oh, here's a question that was asked on here. Yeah, it says, "What's the future look like for Kelnick and White at the major league level?" You know, uh, my opinion is, is Kelnick is still unproven, um, still very young. I think White is a little bit older, obviously a great defender. I think he might be 24, but he's had some tough injuries, including a hernia setback. So, you know, the Mariners thought highly enough of him to try to get him at a decent price and already paid him. So they've got investment there. But it's hard to say. He's got to learn how to hit better, as all of us have seen as fans. Right. I agree. You know, so... Maybe he is a trade chip. I just know he hasn't played in a few years. But he, when you got a gold glove first baseman to throw out there, I mean, that should carry some weight, wouldn't you think? You would think so. You would think so. Right. But, and I, I also, you know, I'm seeing a lot of stuff on here. People were flipping out, obviously, last weekend, and people are still flipping out because we can't beat the Astros right now. But you got to remember, too, like maybe some shortcomings right now, if you're a Mariners fan, just think of some shortcomings in the next few days. Big picture, that could be a big thing. That could be a deciding factor of going like, you know what? We thought we had lightning in a bottle here. We did for a while. Now that bottle cap is off and the lightning has gotten out. And now we just kind of have a maybe a half full bottle or a half empty bottle, however you want to look at it. And maybe that's, you know, the organization looks at that and was like, okay, this is what got us to this point, but get to get over this next hurdle. We need to do X, Y, and Z with some additions. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I mean, it's been so many years that we haven't been in this, um, in this area of being in, in a playoff run that it's, it's good to be having these conversations and debates. It's fun, you know, as long as we keep winning and improve our team, 
that's what it's all about getting to those playoffs. Yeah. And you know, we're running out of time here, but the one thing that I do want to say, and just to hammer down just what I said there was like, you know, timing is everything in life, right? Especially in sports. And, you know, the fact that we're playing the two best teams in our league, the two best teams, the two hardest hurdles, I think we all can agree are to get to the World Series, to get to that next step, shit, just to get to the playoffs and be competitive is how you're going to stack up against the Yankees and the Astros and the American League. And we're playing them right now, right while the trade deadline's happening. I don't think there could be a bigger and better measuring stick for Jerry DePoto, the front office, the Mariners, you know, from top to bottom right now, you could not have lined this up any better. Yeah. To see where we are against those top teams right now. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, yeah. We're going to wrap this shit up here, you know, so you guys can enjoy this weekend. And again, remember a lot of stuff's going to happen this weekend. So, you know, whatever you can do as a Mariners fan to not freak out or get too crazy about. Remember, we're in the toughest part of the season right now for the next week or so. And, you know, things are looking good. They've set themselves up, you know, very well. If you are, you know, coming to us just to listen and, uh, you know, let us be your filter. Cause I know there's just a lot of shit coming from every direction, you know, like we're going to try to do our best to read everything and hear everybody out and then kind of, you know, come and do our episodes after that to just, you know, be your filter out there. So if you're wondering like what the hell is going on, you know, check back in here. We'll have an episode out Monday morning. We're going to record on Sunday night. That'll be episode 28. You know, and again, thank you for liking, subscribing, and listening to our episodes. Also, check out in the show notes the uh, um, link if you're thinking about starting a podcast. This is a, a great uh, place to launch your uh, podcast on. You know, you can get paid for your podcast. So if you have an idea or a message you want to get out to the world, you know, Buzzsprout's a, a great place to do that, right, Hanno? Yeah, Buzzsprout. Get the name right, Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout. There you go. You're 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 a pitch man. Love it. Uh, so <laughs> you're born to be a pitch man. Anyways, uh, yeah. Again, thanks for liking, subscribing. You know, we like five tool players, right, Hanno? They're they're the best, right? Yep. Juan Soto type. Juan type. Yeah. And if you think our podcast is a Juan Soto or Shohei Otani type, you know, go ahead. Smack down that five star review because I like five star <laughs> reviews better than I like five uh, tool players, you know. Um, so thanks again. Uh, you know, be on the lookout for this next episode and, uh, you know, check us out on the socials and, you know, all that stuff, all the stuff I'm forgetting. And also, you can email us at rye bread and mustard podcast at gmail.com. And if you're listening to, uh, to last episode and there's some download problems uh that's my bad uh we're gonna try to fix that uh once in a while that happens on the uploads but um you know hit us up on the socials or the emails and be like what the fuck just happened um fix your shit and we'll do that anyways this is episode 27 of the rye bread and mustard podcast um last episode you know as you know hannah i really fumbled hitting the horn and doing the charge glad to have you back 
you know what time it is. Char.